What's up, everyone? It's your boy, the Zoners One, back at it again with another episode of Two Pairs of Brothers on the Road, episode six. Back with my guys, Afan, Maad, and Josefa. It's been a while since we've had the whole squad together. How's everyone doing today? Dude, it's been been quite a while. Doing uh, well. You know, just finish up Ramadan, finish up fasting, mm-hmm. so trying to re-energize to normal levels. Maha's a free man now. Yeah. Maha's been hibernating. Uh, yeah. Maha's actually been in the, the prison of the step one exam, so he's finally yeah. free. I was free yesterday, and now back to something that actually matters, like this podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the only thing that actually matters. <laughs> Maha, how was your um, experience studying during these, these uh, times? Uh, it was interesting. Uh, it was really prolonged, which I hated. There's a lot of uncertainty, especially with like the testing center and stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't think it's realistically like you can study that hard for that long without like getting or starting to lose focus. And you know, mm-hmm. that kind of that part of it kind of sucked. But outside of that, you know. Um, I mean, you you had two things going against you. Kind of, you had Ramadan to study during too. Yeah, no, Ramadan. Yeah, it's like in Ramadan. Ramadan's the kind of situation when you're young, you you just gotta sleep until like noon at least. It doesn't make sense otherwise. And uh, mm. I had to be up at like eight, nine every day to try to get studying started because I'm not a big night studier personally. So I just had to get that out of the way. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, uh, it happened. I'm I'm glad it's over. Life's moving on. Yeah. How's you guys' Ramadan besides you know studying? I mean, this Ramadan was unique in of itself, just being, you know, every iftar at home. Yeah. You know, but it was good. Were you in Birmingham most of the time? Or were you in... Uh... No, so I went to... Bur- so, yeah, I went to Birmingham for like a couple, maybe a week and a half. Uh, so my test was like in Birmingham. And then uh, what happened was it actually got canceled. And then I rescheduled for like Chattanooga. Oh, okay. And then I came back to Huntsville that same day. And then... Ooh. Uh, at the end of the day, I got the same date I wanted back in Birmingham. So I stayed here until the end of Ramadan, until like a day before my exam. Then I went back. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. What about you, Josefa? How was, how was it being at home? Was it your, would you do Ramadan at home last year or was it in Atlanta? No, no, no. I was in Atlanta last year. So I, mean, I was home for Eid, but like it was weird, I guess, not going to the masjid for Tharawees. I guess every time you like, you know, you open a thar and then you're in a rush to like head off to the masjid. Yeah. Our bus is a little farther. I think y'all's is like 10 minutes away. Ours is like Yeah, so you guys probably have to rush immediately. Yeah, it's, it's pretty quick. So it's like a quick turnaround. So obviously now it's more relaxed in that respect. I don't, think that's, I don't guess that's not a good thing. I think that was my favorite part, honestly, having that time between Mother and Anisha, just, you know. Yeah, uh, this one was definitely more chill. chill. It's just like pretty relaxed. It was. It was yeah, really relaxed. Cool. We were in Houston last week and – you know, even though we can't go to the masjid, our grandfather's so strict that it, our house feels like a masjid. So oh, like, yeah. everyone's like yelling at each other, like, come downstairs, Tharavi, Qiyamulil, Makhred, Isha. Like, dude, it was, it was crazy. It, it felt like we were at a masjid. I'm not even Yeah, we did, we did Tharavi every night during Ramadan. Okay. And then we did Qiyamulil for the last 10 nights as well. That's but alhamdulillah, it was, it was a good experience. Yeah, it was, I actually really enjoyed it this year just because I feel like I had more time to, you know, personally reflect and, you know, make a lot more dua for everyone. And because when you're, again, as I was saying, when you're in kind of like this hectic schedule of Ramadan, uh, it's mainly like, okay, I have to eat. Then you have like five, 10 minutes uh, to get ready. Then uh, do wazoo and then go to the masjid, you know? Yeah. But when you have so much time at home, just to, you know, reflect and go at your own pace, I think, I think it was really nice for me. Yeah, that was nice. I also read like more Quran than I usually do. I guess usually yeah. I just think of Tarawi, like always covering that aspect. 
Yeah. That wasn't really there. So I just read Not, more. Yeah, I agree. Like this is like the first Ramazan I finished Grand in, in the thirty days and it was nice. Oh. I did not do that, but I read That's know, awesome, dude. a good amount of Quran. No. Yeah, my relationship with Islam, this, uh, this uh, Ramadan was a little unique. I was just making my fry prayers, man. <laughs> hey, man. That's good, That's good. <laughs> at least you're making your five prayers at home. Yeah, That's man. something respect. to be happy about. How was Eid for you guys? We went to we did we went down to Jack well so Maha didn't but me and my family we went down to Jacksonville for, to visit my uncle. Hey J Town J Town baby. You know you know but uh, celebrating an Eve with the dog. <laughs> <laughs> so we just like chilling and then we we're just there for a couple of days and then I mean it was fun I mean it was, my dad led like Eve prayer like he did this yeah thing yeah, yeah. I'm guessing y'all probably had something similar at your house yes. yeah yeah we, we did. To meet prayer. We didn't do it at like uh, what eight in the morning. Yeah, but again, it was a chill. Like you know, on Eve, you always have to wake up at like seven thirty. Exactly. Yeah. So I, mean, I, I like wake up at like nine thirty. I was like, we're not doing yeah, this yeah. prayer till nine thirty. So like, I was like, we're gonna start then, and then I was just, it was again a relax, it was laid back. Yeah, for sure, Super. for sure. I think the one thing I did miss was meeting friends uh, mm-hmm. at the masjid and yeah. doing iftar with them. Yeah, That's always good. a little bit of a communal feeling, but uh, yeah. obviously. Mom, uh, Mod, you were pretty alone during Eid. You sent me a snap at McDonald's. I think that's rock bottom. Yeah, I had to pray Eid prayer by myself. It was. Uh, <laughs> that's like in the drive-through of some fast food restaurant. <laughs> yeah, I did. So first of all, it's Sunday. So you like you know, it's it's Eid. Uh, for uh, and I, I'm trying to study as well. So uh, you can either go to you know, let's say for example, it's not Sunday. I would obviously go to Chick Fil A, but mm. <laughs> it was Sunday, so I had to go to McDonald's instead. Did you get a fish fillet? Yes, sir. All right, that's good. I'd like to hear them. What y'all? Uh, what's everyone? Uh, what's everyone been watching lately? So, the night before my exam, I knew I shouldn't study, so I started watching. Have you all heard of the show Dead to Me? Mm-hmm. I, no, I actually, I, I was it on Netflix, right? Yeah. Yeah, I just came across it yesterday. What's it about? It's basically about a couple of murders, or not? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's about a murder. No, it's about a couple, like a yeah. couple, and then they. They accidentally do something, and then, yeah. and I guess it leads to a friendship. Yeah, is it's it good. good. Is it, yeah, is it's it like thirty minute episodes, so yeah. like you get through it pretty quickly. It's a pretty suspenseful show. I've heard uh, Outer Banks is pretty popular. That's been all over Twitter. I don't, I don't think yeah. I'm going to start I mean, that. Oh, yeah, Outer Banks. You heard that Kirkus show that everyone's watching? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 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 oh my dude. gosh, I don't know. dude! I've heard it's amazing. Wow. Is it really? People are flying through. My uncle flies through it. Uh, Zanab's mom flies through it. Supposedly like there's like 100 plus episodes. There's 40 yeah. episodes in every season and they're each – no, there's 80 episodes in every season I think and what? each episode's 45 minutes and there's eight <laughs> seasons. Hey, no one have time for that, man. Heck, no, I thought Grave of Thrones was a lot. Come on. No, no I think it's 40 episodes I think. That 40 episodes. Crazy. <laughs> I know. You just have to literally be in bed watching what it all day. Parents have time for my God. <laughs> I think my uh, – Zanab's mom literally – she doesn't really binge but – this is the show she binges. She watches throughout the night. Like she stays up till fudge every single day. I think. <laughs> My it's God, crazy. that's crazy. Insane. Don't watch anything else. Well, uh, watched uh, Money Heist. Yeah, Money Heist. I watched Money Heist. That was really good. So I watched Billions. Billions. That's I've been watching that. That's awesome. You can get you know Showtime with Spotify, which I didn't know until yeah. like two days ago. So that was I was awesome. also watching. I was watching Rami, and then I watched. Uh, what else did I watch? You say you watched Dave, right? Oh yeah, Dave. I watched Dave. I watch a lot. I mean, when you're just working and then you're done after like six, 
You watched uh, mm-hmm. the new season oh, of Ozark? Nice. Watch what? Did you watch Ozark, the new season? Yeah, I watched all of Ozark. Dude, so I, crazy, I was, right? Oh, my I know. God. The ending, my gosh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Oh, my <laughs> God, Mom. You're in for a ride, man. That show, that season, so like, had my heart beating the entire time. It was God. crazy. <laughs> I was watching uh, this dumb ABC show, The Baker and the Beauty. I was like, let me just watch these random shows now. Have you still been watching that uh, Indian reality TV show we watched together back in March? Yeah, yeah, I finished that. I watched that. Uh, like, the guy I, was... <laughs> I also watched that other Indian show on Netflix. It's like this girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's it called? I, I forgot, know. but I, there was some yeah, controversy around that. that show. Yeah. Good, good. I like the show. Okay. It's a good, lighthearted show, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, lighthearted show. It's nice, fun. Does it represent Indians in like or Desis in a right way or like? Is it yeah, just like, I guess. Eh. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really do anything bad. It just like shows them. Yeah. But man, you're the king of terrible TV, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, man. I think that show's good. At least according, to, I actually read up, downloaded TikTok yesterday after my exam because I've been on TikTok a lot. See, lie. I got a font onto TikTok and then I I deleted it for Ramadan because I wasn't trying to listen to any music, and then I just couldn't do it anymore i downloaded it again i just couldn't do it it was just too much i don't really watch it as much as i was a couple weeks back but dude it got bad for me in like this semester i I watched a lot it was really addicting but thankfully it's off my phone i'm more productive i don't have to worry about getting on tiktok and watching you ever go back to i know i haven't been back yet i have to go back in july to move out but I gotta find a place in Tuscaloosa. I've been I've been looking. Oh shoot! Are are the the prices for one bedrooms pretty steep there too? It's eleven seventy five is like for like a nice decent like kind of where you were living in. Yeah, dude, mine was expensive, man. Thirteen hundred is a lot. And it was it was pretty small too. It was like five hundred seventy four square foot. So there's a lot of options for if you want to live with a with someone. Like it'll be like six hundred fifty seven hundred bucks, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think I want to live with it. someone random, especially in the city of Tuscaloosa. You don't want to be living with a frat bro. bro. <laughs> I know, with a brother. Yeah. <laughs> Sigma Tower. Yeah, whatever, Sigma, you know. Sigma Row, whatever. It's going to be <laughs> my place every, every other night. Oh, man. Yeah, but college towns, man. You Are you going to go to Bama football games? If they yeah, have. Then? And then if, if I don't find it entertaining, I'm just going to solve it. I only went to one half, and that was it. Really? Yeah, it was fun, but like... I mean, I'm. We're brown. We we don't get into the whole tailgating experience. So. Yeah. If if I can get was, like five hundred dollars out of it, I'm gonna for sure do that. Five hundred dollars a lot. I doubt that's gonna happen. Hundred dollars for your ticket. Oh, you do actually get like five tickets. Yeah, you get four, you get four or five tickets for the game. That's pretty awesome. Oh, really? We've been to two, right? Tennessee and Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I went to one. They, they're pretty hyped, though. Not gonna lie. SEC's different. Yeah, they're fun. They're fun. It's a competitive game. It's got to be like LSU. Like if they're playing LSU, I'm gone. Yeah, oh, it can't be like it can't be like Grambling State, you know. Yeah, right. LSU kind of sucked last year, so I mean, to be fair, Tua got injured, but all right, it's probably time to introduce our guests now. Uh, we're gonna take a little quick break. Uh, probably play some music in between this transition, and you know, we'll introduce our guest on the other side of this. All right. Yeah, we got a special guest joining us today. Uh, shout out to Zen for hopping on the pod. Zen, how's it going? Hey, man, thanks for having me. We know uh, uh, we know Zen through our good friend Daniel, uh, also a friend of the podcast. Uh, uh, I met Zen, I think, once or twice, I believe. 
Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, definitely at Daniel's engagement, I remember. Yeah, um, like December and then maybe. And we met, I think, also at Amazomo's engagement last. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. That's like true, last that's day, true. like November around Thanksgiving mm-hmm. time. Yeah, obviously he's also Mazomo's cousin. So <laughs> no, no slice there. The another another friend as well of the podcast. Uh, so Zed, tell us a little about yourself, man. Yeah, um, I'm a I'm third year college student. Well, I just finished my third year um, and um, majoring in math. Um, planning on inshallah becoming a doctor. Um, inshallah, inshallah. And. Uh, yeah, I live in New Jersey, and like you guys said, I'm Daniel Mazamo's cousin, and um, yeah. Hey, hey. So how is it uh, living in the north? Uh, you know, we're four southern boys, uh, kind of grown up in the south the whole our whole lives, so uh, what's um, it honestly, like being honestly, up north? The, the town that I live in, Jackson, New Jersey, which is like, you know, it's kind of similar to Jackson, Mississippi, um, and <laughs> it's a, you know, pretty conservative town. Um uh, just you know simple suburban life uh, mm-hmm. very uh, contrasting to like the the city because that's where I go to college um, so definitely like two different atmospheres uh, yeah going back and forth for sure mm-hmm. but yeah one one thing that always like kind of fascinated me uh, by the way Eid Mubarak you know uh, Eid Mubarak, all you guys. yeah um, it was kind of the difference in Ramadan over in uh, New Jersey versus you know some states down here in the south uh, I know because you guys have a lot more uh, masjids, a lot more communities, mm-hmm. uh, and talk a little bit about that, like how there's like more smaller communities versus you know one big community. Um, yeah, there there definitely are a lot of masjids around here, um, and a lot of uh, different communities, and and they're they're definitely, um, uh, I guess, separated by like different cultures um, for sure as well as. Uh, um, and um, I think, I mean, I guess this, this, this Ramadan was different, um, but, mm-hmm. but like in the past Ramadans, um, my family and I have tried to like play, pray Tharavi at like different masjids. Like we went to my friend's Albanian masjid, which was cool. It was interesting Ooh. to see like what kind of foods they had for Thar and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but most of the time, yeah, we, we spend it at our, our community masjid and there's, and then there's, yeah, we, we, we usually rotate between like three different ones. Um, because we gotcha. have friends in different parts of New Jersey, mm-hmm. uh, and and so um, we try to stay involved with like as, as many different communities as we can. But we do have like our one main one. Um, gotcha, which gotcha. Is, which is nice. Yeah, that's definitely kind of different from here. Here, at least in Huntsville, Alabama, we got one masjid and one community, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, I think. There's advantages to those situations, but yeah, I think you you have a unique experience growing up in New Jersey as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Another upcoming guest of ours, uh, hopefully soon, is uh, another friend, uh, Hamza Reza. He also lives in New Jersey, and I was texting him during Ramadan, or I was also listening to his Instagram lives as well. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know how uh, familiar you are with this concept, but he says there's a lot of like, uh, they're always prayed at people's houses, so you know, you know students trying to become hifaz so they like practice their you know karat and their recitation of the quran at at their house and you know like some families are close to those families so they just go and pray tarawi there instead of going to the masjid yeah uh, for sure I, i'm not sure if you mentioned this on purpose but i actually know hamza um, oh really oh, yeah. wow. oh <laughs> well, shoot I, what I, a small I, world I, yeah it's great i think um I think you guys know him through hamza patel right because yeah yeah, yeah 
Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, he's uh he's um my one of the people in my community is cousins with him, and he used to like uh, hang out with us a lot. Um, hey, that's awesome, New Jersey. Wow. Yeah, for sure. So, oh, yeah. shout out, shout out, uh, Hamza. Hamza. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, I I I mean I I I haven't heard of that actually. Um, I'm I'm not I'm not really that I've never been at someone else's house for Tharavi before. Yeah, but we prayed Tharavi at our house this year. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. But, yeah that's really interesting that is interesting also like as i was saying what a small world that's pretty cool (laughs) so zan uh you said you're trying to go to medical school uh do you want to stay in the north or you know venture out into a different part of the country um i'm still deciding on like exactly which location i'd want to study in um i i guess it's also like wherever uh i get in wherever Mm -hmm. it takes me um but I, I do have like a like a very specific interest in like uh, certain programs that like aren't like geographically like similar at all. So like yeah, like I'm 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 trying to find a program that lets me um, do like a math PhD along with like medical school, which is like really hard to find. Yeah, and I've like reached out to like pretty much every every program in the country over the last few months, and mm-hmm. there's there's like about twenty schools that are like keen on the idea of like making that happen for the, for the first time. Yeah. Um, and one of the schools is actually UAB. So um, that could wow. be a potential, <laughs> potential option. Wow. That'd be so we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm still, you know, working out the logistics and, uh, you know, trying to do my best in school to make sure that like, I, for I sure, the for criteria. sure. So why a PhD in math? Um, well, right, right now I'm a math major and I really, um, enjoy, uh, my classes, both, yeah. you know, my pre-med classes and my math classes. Yeah. And I thought about both careers, you know, going into academia for math and going into, um, medicine. And I, I couldn't like, um, rationalize giving up either one. Okay. Um, and, and so around the beginning of my junior year, um, I found out that at the applied math department at my school, there's like a big, um, research group that works on like problems in mathematical biology, mathematical physiology. Yeah. And so I started going to like the seminars there. Um, a lot of cancer biology just, has a lot of applied mathematics. Involved. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of modeling, uh, simulation, yeah. stuff like that, uh, molecular level and macroscopic level. Um, so I just started going to these different talks, um, and they were just organized by this one guy who's kind of like a giant in the field, especially focuses on, um, like mathematical cardiology, which I thought was really cool. So I just like stuck around and, you know, kept my nose in there and then eventually like started to build my way up to like making conversation with like the professors and trying to get involved with, um, like a project or two. And then I started to work on that with them and uh, really started to enjoy it and was starting to feel like I was making some contributions um, uh, the best I could uh, given like my background. Cause not that many undergrads had the same background where they were doing both. It was like they would do one and they'd probably be better than me at like the math side, but they had never taken any science courses or vice versa. Sure, sure. So I kind of had like a unique entry into that field. And I, and since I've, since I found it, um, I've like have, haven't looked back, and I uh, kind of want to uh, make yeah, sure. That's rewarding. Trying to find, yeah, it's, it's really it's really nice to um, mm-hmm. like have that sort of solidified in my head, that uh, and hopefully it works out. Um, inshallah, it, it will. Inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. 
So I want to just do a quick discussion on New York City because, uh, you know, we have some differing opinions on, you know, the Big Apple. Uh, we got Maud who's in, in love with New York. Yeah, I mean, that's hopefully in New York. Maud and Jose lived there for a few years, correct? Yeah, for like we, were, a, we were like really young, though. Years, yeah. yeah. So Maud's in New York. He considers himself a New Yorker. Yeah, I don't consider myself a New Yorker by any means, but... It, I, I, I am very attracted to the city. I, I, I think the city is, you know, growing up in the South, at least in a, in a town of 200,000, going to, uh, to college in a town, I mean, a city not too much bigger. Uh, it, it just seems like it would be really cool to live in some somewhere so urban. I don't know. But yeah, that's my personal take. You know, growing up in a, in a smaller town of 200,000, then going to college in a mid-sized city is just, it's a very attractive kind of idea to live in a, in a city so huge with so many outlets and options to, you know, enjoy your time. So I, I think that's the cool part about New York City. Man puts on one New York Yankees pullover and is like, <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> hey, Mon also like a what, Buffalo Bills fan? So <laughs> state of New York, you remember yeah, the like, he, he's, in, he's in New York, I'm telling hey, Andrew, you. Andrew Cuomo is my, my uncle for all, for all you need to know. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm on the complete opposite side of the, the spectrum. I, I enjoy New York as a place to visit. Uh, I don't particularly enjoy the weather, or uh, I feel a little claustrophobic in the city. Uh, obviously, there's so many things to do. Um, I don't know if that idea is a little bit, you know, like if I guess so many things to do in a specific concentrated area is what you know kind of makes me feel like I'm stuck in one, you know, area mm-hmm. or kind of as they like to say, like a jungle, you know. But uh, I guess uh, if I did live there for a couple of years, and I feel like everyone gives this account, is like if you live there, uh, you really start to enjoy the city and see what the city has to offer. Um, and Zan, you've lived there, or you've been going to school there now for three, four years. So what do you think? Um, yeah, I think I, I kind of see what both of you guys are saying. And uh, I, I, tend, I tend to lean on a fond side a bit more on, on oh, this okay. because even though I've, I've lived there for a while, well, so I, even though I've lived there for like three and a half years, I haven't really been able to like consider myself a New Yorker or like enjoy it because one, I come home like every weekend to New Jersey. So mm-hmm. I've, I've never like, you know, spent an extensive amount of time there. I've never spent a summer there either. And like, yeah. I've only been studying in the city. So I've, I've never actually, this summer was supposed to be the first time where I was actually just going to stay there and sort of like oh, man. Friends, which wow. kind of sucked. But um, I, I actually... Um, would prefer not to continue like my studies in the city and also like would not prefer to live there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think, I think while there is like a lot of stuff to do and like, you can, you can literally find anything to do. I think there's also like a lot of like decision anxiety that comes with that. And like, it's, I kind of like, I tend to lean on the side of like less is more and like, um, gotcha. you know, more, more like simple. And I, and I, and I also think maybe the suburbs can get a bit boring too. So I kind of like mm-hmm. that, like middle ground. There's like this, town in in new jersey it's called new brunswick and you're like yeah, yeah. There, like a college yeah, yeah. town and it's got like the city feel to it because there's like a lot of stuff happening but it's also not as uh towering i guess and overwhelming like the city can be sometimes man you got all those brown people though in new brunswick <laughs> <laughs> got so true got rutgers the concentration <laughs> brown university of the united yeah. states yeah i feel like that's one stereotype that it's probably true about New Jersey. It's like there is a there's a plethora of brown people there. Oh, for sure. There's also Edison, New Jersey, which is like, oh god, Edison. Yeah. To be fair, UAB is almost no exception to that. Yeah. 
<laughs> for sure yeah uab is yeah we we went to school where we were not the minority <laughs> <We were> not, <laughs> by and large but i feel like in new jersey you find pakistani people at uab yeah, yeah. it's basically just indian people yeah, that's mm-hmm. that is true. so i think that's kind of the difference there yeah for, for medical yeah. school I, I don't think i probably could have survived in, in a city as large as new york city but uh because there's mm-hmm. at the same mm-hmm. time if you have that many options you have that many distractions and uh yeah, come sure. back to bite you in the alarm. So Birmingham is a pretty yeah. pretty cool city to be at least attending medical school in. So that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, I lean a little bit towards Mahad's viewpoint, where it's just like I kind of want to. It's like on my bucket list just to live there, maybe for a year. Yeah. I don't know if I if I find a job there, sure. but I, I like the feel of the city. I like the east. I'm a huge fan of the East Coast. Um, I, I like I prefer the cold weather as well. Um, yeah, I just like the culture there. The vibe yeah. there is awesome. Um, just so much food. So I, I don't know. I just there's part of me was just wants to just try it out. You know, just give it a try. But I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> yeah, our Boston people yeah. hate New York. Yeah, Zong, come on, dog. Yeah, that's that's true. I, I mean, Boston's the dream city to live in. I mean, no doubt, Boston's better than New York. I'm not. I mean, there's no I doubt about it. Any northeastern city over Birmingham in the next phase of my life. Like, uh, really, even Hartford, Connecticut? <laughs> oh, <dude. laughs> Pull up Yukon. <laughs> no, no. Ship, ship this man to New Hampshire immediately. <laughs> yeah, it's in Rhode just Island. Ship him to Vermont. Ship, no, actually, I've heard Providence, Rhode Island is really nice. I bet, I bet. Yeah. But like, I, would take I was looking Boston. into that. I would take Boston. I'll take New York City. I take Philadelphia. Even I'll, I would, I'd take. Uh, bro, come on, Philly. Philly. <laughs> screw Philly, man. No, no one messing with Philly. <laughs> Mahad is so. I've fake, never dude. seen the sunshine in Philadelphia, bro. Yeah. No, it's like the you know. It's yeah, you're right. It's like <laughs> Zam, what's Zam, What's some of the stigmas of these northeastern cities that since you live in the, in, in that area? Um, I I actually don't really know what I, I mean. Like in New Jersey, at least, like people really hate on Philadelphia because it's kind of <laughs> they just say it's gross. Uh, not it's Boston's not as accessible. Um, kind of like four 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 and a half hours away so okay. i've only been there once i really like boston actually hey shout out, shout out oh hell yeah i would too man great city hey also a great basketball team <laughs> shut up oh, dude shut up actually i forgot yeah. how close the cities are in the north yeah yeah i think i'm just attracted to the slow-paced lifestyle of the south i don't know mm-hmm. if i can ever you know go to an area that's uh you know changes my my lifestyle that much i don't know i think boston i think boston in that regard kind of gives you that sense of a you know a small big town Mm -hmm. just because Mm -hmm. you know a lot of people live in cambridge and uh you know cambridge and boston are pretty interconnected and the city of boston itself is not too large yeah so that's we went to that man yeah sorry we went to manhattan in the summer uh minifon and just my my view kind of changed. I was like, man, I, I this it's just too hot over here. Too many people. <laughs> we also made the mistake of going to Times Square yeah. in the middle of okay. the, in the middle of July. I think that part um, of New York I don't not, like, but like I don't know. I, I don't like the touristy sense of New York. I, I would rather just like live there to work, kind of thing. Yeah. But. Well, I'd go to California if I could. Oh yeah. man, it feels like less that, expensive. That'd be Jacksonville, <laughs> Jacksonville, Florida. Dude, that was a joke, man. <laughs> Chill out. Zen, could do you ever find yourself like? Would you ever find yourself living in the South, maybe in Texas or 
you mentioned UAB might be an option for the math and um, yeah, yeah, I, de- I definitely would would consider living in the South. I've been to uh, Texas a few times to visit my cousin Rafe and Adil, and I mm-hmm. really like San Antonio. Uh, yeah, so that would be really cool. Houston seems like a really cool place to to mm-hmm. live. Um, other places in the South, yeah, I think, I I think I I also find the appeal of like a slow paced lifestyle. New York New York can get a little bit um, hectic and overwhelming. I think. I think a middle ground is something I'm looking for where like it's near the city. So you can have access to some of like the, the cool opportunities that the city can provide, you yeah. know, for entertainment or for work purposes. And then mm-hmm. like sort of like settle with, uh, you know, back, back at home. Uh, Zan, I'm, I'm feeling a Milwaukee for you. Man. <laughs> Milwaukee. That's very interesting. Man. The Midwest. And don't sleep on Milwaukee, man. I can't stand I can't stand the cold. So. Oh yeah. Dang, you can't stand the cold. Wow. No. I, I, I definitely like when you said California, I was kinda like, oh that kind of sounds Yeah, like I could see it, Cali. You're an LA yeah. guy. You're an LA guy, man. You know, yes. got that got got the music coming up, you know. <laughs> great weather, great yes, beaches. Sir. Yeah, for sure. So Zen, uh, what do you do like to do for fun, uh, you know, in your time off from studying or what have you been doing in this, uh, you know, quarantine time? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I just finished college a week ago and I've been, and, you know, as soon as Ramadan ended, I, I picked up the guitar again and, uh, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time, um, just practicing music, uh, I've been playing the guitar for a while now and that's kind of, what? I've been on and off with it, but sorry, what? Uh, go ahead. Yeah, I've, I've been on and off with it, but I, I, I've um, recently, like in the last year and a half, like been really consistent with like playing it a lot. Um, so yeah, I've been doing that for most what, of the time. Awesome, awesome. What initially got, or how, how old were you, first of all, when you got into playing the guitar and what initially got you into it? I was probably like nine or 10, maybe. Okay. And uh, I think I think what got me into it was uh, I was playing a lot of Guitar Hero and I was like, oh, these cool, songs cool. are cool. I, I actually want to like play them. So like I started taking lessons for like, I think close to a year. And then just after that, um, carried on myself. Um, but yeah, like just, just from that game pretty much. And just wanting to play like some of the music that I, 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 I was like a big, like, uh, into, big into like rock music when I was younger, not so much now at all, actually, but <laughs> I, I got into that, like, and I wanted to learn how to play all those songs, like from my favorite bands and stuff. So I, that's how I picked up the guitar. I mean, yeah, something like you know, it, it seems like a very uh, someone who's never played the guitar it seems like a very challenging thing to do personally. It seems like a very you have to be kind of uh, yeah, yeah. I I I think I think it can be it can be really difficult. Uh, it depends on the type of music first of all that you you'd want to play. Um, I know when I was younger, I was like I found the appeal of like you know playing really fast and like shredding like scales and and you know doing some of the crazy things that some of like those guys and those rock bands do like Slash or whatever. Um, but now actually like the music that I'm playing isn't really technically all that difficult. Um, it, it's I I I I I'm I'm more into like this gentle like soft guitar guitar sound. Uh, these days and all I really want to play is like this you know like like calm like ambient music and and that doesn't really require like too much um, technical involvement Uh, so like it it all depends yeah I mean 
it it it, it yeah it, it, I guess it depends um, how hard you want to make it. <laughs> to, but sure. it, it's I I would say it's not the hardest instrument. There are plenty of instruments that are much harder to to get into. Sure, it's not. Didn't you used to play the clarinet. <laughs> Hey, that's me, oh, man. That's me. Hey, y'all don't sleep on the clarinet, Bro, right? Like that. Food, don't worry. <laughs> I play. The only thing I play was the recorder. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk to you anymore, Ma. Nah, dude. If you play the flute, dude. If if I like if I played the guitar, I would have definitely stuck with it. But the flute. Oh, no. the, the guitar. I, I think guitar is like one instrument that I always felt like I wanted to play, but you know, it's the coolest never, thing. Yeah, for sure. I like piano a lot too, uh, just because mm-hmm. you know, you know, the little romantic side of me. You know, yeah, <laughs> you want the piano, yeah. Some bit. But Zed, I, I see you on Instagram. Uh, everyone, go check out Zen on Zen. Is it Zen dot music on Instagram? Yeah, Zen dot music. So Zen, everyone, check Zen's Instagram account. He uh, plays covers on his Instagram. But uh, I've seen him been playing some some Hans Zimmer. Uh, is that someone you uh, always liked? Or yeah, yeah, I'm a big Christopher Nolan fan too. So like, gotcha, uh, gotcha. That that combo uh, definitely like plays a heavy role in like my now my like new interest in like this type of genre where it's like soft uh, ambient um, mm-hmm. type of style. Uh, yeah, so definitely Hans Zimmer. Um, you know, I'm not really like the biggest like classical music guy i don't really know many composers so i just really know yeah that, like some of the mainstream guys in, in that yeah yeah um like you know movie score genre um but yeah uh i i really like that interstellar track you know the inception soundtrack is yeah yeah really nice he's got like so many others like yeah man, pretty much every movie you could think about for sure man like oh yeah yeah he's crazy so how does it, how what's like the thought process behind like selecting a, uh, a song to play? Uh, is it just like what you're feeling at the time, or? Um, I, I guess uh, if I if I want to do a, a cover, um, I would I would choose a song that um, I, I I really like using a looper um, as a, as a tool to like sort of um, stack and layer guitar parts. Okay. Uh, so I, I have like this little looper pedal where I can just click it and play something over it. So yeah. if, if I see, if I see or hear something that like would sort of fit well in that format, um, and, and also like fits the genre of music that I like to write and listen to, uh, nowadays yeah. that would probably, um, like that's, that's where I would start. And then I would just start by, you know, playing the chord progression and trying to, either alter it a little bit to make it my own or just play it as is and then and then try to play the vocal line of the song or the melody um, Mm -hmm. depending on if it's instrumental or or like a pop song or like something on the radio that i heard and then after that it's usually just like a few minutes of improv and then i I would just pick a take that i liked the most out of a couple and and uh and post that one but yeah cool cool so this is more like do you do mostly like solo stuff or do you and your friends try to get together and try to make music with each other as well? Yeah, I have, I have a few friends who, um, at both at NYU and at, um, at, in my town at Jackson, um, who are interested in just like jamming. So, uh, like a few friends that like, I don't really, I'm not really like super involved in the music community, both in my hometown and in like NYU. Sure. Like 
I just I just have like a one friend who's like a music major, but he's also like a pre med student and like a really nice saxophone and guitar player. So I oh. I ask him to like uh, give me some tips and stuff like that, and I jam with him. That's kind of cool. You know, yeah. just I try to, I try to find people who uh, who know, know a little bit more than me or a lot more actually, and uh, yeah, try to learn from them um, for sure. But mostly I play in my bedroom. Um, <laughs> I, I I record in my bedroom. I I do everything by myself that I that I post on online. Cool, um, cool. But yeah, how how's that recording in a bedroom with uh some distractions from other family members potentially? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, it's 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 actually so I, I the way I do it is um I I plug into I plug my guitar into the looper and then I I go into an audio interface. So I actually okay. skip like any mic setup. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so the videos on my Instagram right now are a mic close up to the amp, and I'm using a camera that I got from a film class that I was taking at NYU, which got canceled, and we couldn't return the equipment because the building's closed. <laughs> hey, so that's I'm kind of sitting on like, yeah, I'm like sitting on like a thirty thousand dollar camera right <laughs> oh now. Oh my god! And it's it's in my it's in my room, and I just use that to film all my videos because I might like yeah. I might as well get the um, money's worth because I had to rent it. Um, yeah. So. I get to keep it for a much longer time. And so I've been using that mic. Well, I was using that mic originally and putting it like right up against the amp that I was playing mm-hmm. out of, which like you said, there's a lot of distractions at home and like I have to retake a bunch of them because my brother like comes in or something <laughs> like that. Like, yeah. I can't like ask the entire house to stay quiet because um, mm-hmm. there's five of us and sometimes there's more because my cousin was here and stuff like that. So now I have like an audio interface that I that I go into, and then that goes into the computer, and then I have like uh, a an audio work workspace on the computer that I can use an amp from. To and I and I found like the right combination of settings to like generate the same like ambient soft guitar sound, um, and that re- doesn't require like any ex- like that doesn't take in any external audio from like. Uh, what's going on it just just what's playing from the guitar so it, even if my mom yells at me or something like that she, it won't pick it up that's really nice and, and it actually like cleans up the the tone a lot i haven't posted any videos with that setup yet I, i'm i'm uh, still working on some but gotcha, gotcha. Awesome, man. so what else have you been up to during uh you know staying at home um, I know you just finished school. It's kind of different because I think I finished school like end of April. Okay. So I've had like like this whole month of May during Ramadan off. So it's been nice. But what about you? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just finished school. And uh, basically other than playing music, I, I play a lot of golf. Uh, I was a golfer in high school. So. Hey, hey. Who's better? You or Adil? <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty close. Uh, I've, I've been hey. playing a little bit longer, so I, I, I edge him out sometimes. But he hits oh, it much, cool, far, cool. much farther than I do for sure. Um, and I, I'm excited to like next time I see him um, play soon. But That's it's awesome. Been a, been a while for sure. But yeah, yeah, just a lot of golf. I've been trying to teach my brother, and then just playing basketball with him too. So, dude, I need some lessons, man. I really want to get into golf. <laughs> Uh, Jose, Jose, you hit a pretty clean ball in your day. Yeah, I can hit. I can hit the ball pretty well. Doesn't mean I'm. It's eventually, it's eventually going to go in the hole when you start. Putting, I can drive it and hit it pretty nicely. Yeah, dude. I, I, that's one sport I want to get into. My uh, especially after my knee, I need to get into the less you know taxing sports. 
We gotta play more tennis, <laughs> dude. I, I want to. I've I've lost all my skill though. So, but yeah, uh, me and Zon have been wanting to play basketball for so long now. But uh, we don't have a hoop in our driveway. Uh, we haven't been meeting anybody else, so it's been kind of unfortunate. We have a little mini hoop set up in our hallway, <laughs> yeah, playing on that. Classic. Yeah, we just got one too. So yeah, that's, that's the extent of it, but I'm try- I was thinking about getting a hoop, but I, I don't. I just don't want to assemble it. <laughs> you, assemble it. <laughs> you should just order from Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, get, no, you gotta go to Dick's Sporting Goods, man. They got the they got the best basketball. Oh, yeah, they do actually. <laughs> Wait, do you guys have a hoop? No, no. We used to back in the old home. Yeah, back in the day, we just left yeah, the house. Ours is broken. Yeah, ours is fell down like some kind of hurricane or something. Yeah, what, is it backwards? It like, work, yeah. or does it stand up? It's like bent. Like everything's bent. Oh, yeah, the ribs think that yeah i would be doing that every day if we had a hoop but you might have a better jumper then what can we do is i was gonna have like, i might i'm yeah. gonna have like three kids as we falling out of this basketball hoop every single uh, actually i was thinking about that like i was thinking about building a court outside or something what are, what are <laughs> That'd be kind of nice. man. he's still gonna have the basketball hoop don't worry <laughs> yeah i'll have the hoop for sure i need to have my like on my time too like you know just kind of get away from things Used to get in the zone, you know, play some Playboy Cardi. At <laughs> the AirPods. Yeah. I, I was I was thinking about building a, a cricket pitch too in the backyard. I really want oh, that. That'd be so fun, man. Yeah. So Buying like a balling machine that's really expensive. I, I can't. You can get like a net built. Yeah. The, get, build, no, just building like a what is it? A batting net or whatever. That's what I'm saying. A little batting net. That's I'm definitely gonna do that. I think that would be like an indoor basketball court in your house, you know, and that'd be like the ideal. <laughs> that's, that's not the uh, I Dude, I just wake up, you know. I don't think I have. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't go to work if I had that. <laughs> Zan, that's why you got to move to the south, man. Property, property too expensive out there. <laughs> Actually, yeah. any of this. Yeah. Texas and New Jersey are really like two sides of the spectrum. Yeah. And Houston, yeah. you can find a what a really really good house for like. Four hundred thousand, easily. Oh, easily, easy. It's it's really nice. Yeah, Houston's cool. Cost of living's not too bad. How how's yeah. the how's the Pakistani food scene in New Jersey? Like, do you have any favorite spots? Um, most of the spots are near that like Rutgers College Town area. Okay. That, um, which is like a quite a little bit of a drive from us, so we don't go there too often. But we usually like uh, there's like a lot of good catering places. Uh, yeah. Um, a lot of in, Indian stores, which is like, okay. close enough to make Pakistani food. But like yeah. in, in terms of restaurants, yeah. the most you're going to find is in that like one concentrated area of Brown people. Fun. Where, where were we this summer? And were we in Edison? We were in Edison and Woodbridge. Okay. Woodbridge, yeah. We, we yeah. ate some yeah. decent Pakistani food. We had a really good halal pizza, man. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Halal pizza is the best. Oh, yeah, dude. Man. You know, that's the one thing you miss out. that's the one thing i hate about living in mississippi just really a limited amount of halal food here very limited and alabama's no different yep well birmingham's yeah. great dude like yeah. i had i mean great bur- mediterranean food but not pakistan yeah you're right it's like i moved to houston now mm-hmm. shout, shout out the rockets <laughs> hey westbrook baby yes sir so Zan, uh, uh, as I mentioned, you're a huge Kyrie fan. Uh, Zan has a love-hate relationship with Kyrie, I would say. And I, do. I think Josefa might have the same type of relationship with I him, too. I think everyone has the same type of relationship <laughs> yeah, with Kyrie. For sure. yeah. I yeah. want to love him so bad, but I just can't. Yeah, man. 
So uh, first, first, some positive news uh, today. I think the NBA announced that July thirty first is when they're targeting their their return. Oh wow! So, um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, yeah, for fortunately, sure. it doesn't work out well with in terms of when school is starting and uh, the NBA season will be starting oh, back. Yeah. So, but uh, I'm excited. Uh, so let's let's talk about Kyrie a little bit. Zan, uh start with you, man. Tell me a little bit about Kyrie Irving, man. Well, you know, look. I have always admired Kyrie. He was the first basketball player me and Afan met. Um, we got an autograph oh. from him at the 2013 Houston All-Star Game weekend. Yeah, shout out Kyrie for being a real one there. So, like, ever since then, I've just been gravitated towards how he plays, how he, he makes an impact on the offense. I think he's definitely one of the most offensively gifted players I've ever seen. So, naturally, when you hear that he's coming to your favorite team, you get really, really excited. I even bought a fake jersey from China literally a month after I found out he's coming. And I still have that. Uh, but I don't wear it, obviously. Um, oh, yeah, you should burn a dollar. But, you know, you're ex- uh, I wasn't going to bur- I was actually going to donate it, but I <laughs> never ended up doing that. I might do that. Uh, but, you know, I was excited. You know, we had a really good first year. He got hurt um, around March of 2018. We were really good that year, and we made it far in the playoffs. But ever since, I think the playoff run in 2018 started, you know, it planted the seeds for our, our demise in 2018 and 2019. And obviously, Gordon Hayward's injury didn't help in, you know, um, October of 2017. But yeah, I don't know what happened in 20. It's it's a, a season I put behind me. I never really liked thinking about it. I thought we were going to go to the finals and kind of give Golden State a run for the money, but then we ended up getting bounced by Milwaukee in five. But um, my issue with Kyrie, I, and he admitted this himself, I think two months ago or three months ago in an interview that he, he just wasn't a good leader. And I mean, plain and simple, he just wasn't. And I don't blame him entirely for what happened in Boston. I think he had a, probably the most, most to do with it. He just want, didn't want to be there. But I'm happy for him. He's in Brooklyn. He's at home. He's probably going to do really, really well with KD. But I, I just wish, part of me wishes it, uh, it could have worked out a little bit more smoothly. Yeah, that's Unfortunately, my- his time in Boston is, uh, you know, capped off by that quote, uh, you know, if y'all will have me back. Oh, God. Uh, that, I think, really pissed off a lot of, not just mm-hmm. Boston fans, but, you know, just NBA fans in general. Because, obviously, uh, this is like the player empowerment era. And, you know, players can choose which team they want to go to, form super teams or whatnot. But, uh, you know, as fans, you still hate to see it if something like Kevin Durant happens when he goes to the Warriors or LeBron goes to Miami. But I think it's really important uh, for these players, uh, especially for the fans, to see it done in the right way. Uh, in terms of Kyrie, uh, I don't know if it was done in the right way. Uh, similar, similar with LeBron when, uh, you know, he left, he left the Cleveland Cavaliers back in the day. Uh, the whole Miami press conference, you know, not one, not two, not three, all that. Man, if he just went simply and quietly and uh, he just mind yeah. his business, I don't know if he'd be hated that much. Obviously, there would be some kind of hate because that was kind of the start of the era, I feel like, where players started, you know, forming super teams. But uh, yeah, my whole issue with the whole thing where he said, you know, um, if you'll have me back, I'll stay, you know, he, I think he kind of got caught up in the moment. I think he did want to put his stamp in Boston, but. The problem with that is he got all of us caught up in the moment too. Like I was just like I remember I tweeted that day. I was like, "Yes, we're, he's not going to the Knicks," and blah 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 blah. I, I could finally tell all the Celtics haters that he's going to stay. Um, but then it didn't happen. I think in December, 
he started just realizing he didn't want to be there. I think something happened in his personal life. His gra- grandfather passed away uh, yeah. in, I think, November of 2018. It just, I, I think he just really wanted to go back home. That's about it. But I don't think, in my opinion, he handled it the way that I would have liked. But again, it's him. He can do whatever he wants. Mm-hmm. Just a quick side note. Zen, are you a Nets fan as well, or are you just a Kyrie fan? I'm a I'm a Cavaliers fan actually. Oh, you're a Cavaliers oh, fan. Okay, yeah, okay. Which is, which is like I'm not from Cleveland. I've never even been to Cleveland. I'm I'm sitting next to my Cavaliers poster from like when I was ten years old. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, like I I was a LeBron fan like originally. That's what I that's how I got into basketball when I was like okay eight, like eight or nine. And so like I watched. I think the first playoffs that I watched was when like the Cavs went against the Magic and lost in like the Eastern Conference Finals. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And, uh, and then, like, after that, they lost to the Celtics, and then LeBron did that whole thing with the decision, which stung a lot. And I, I actually despised LeBron for a long time. And, the, well, yeah, for a while. And then, like, 2011 draft came, and I was, like, sitting there, like, hoping that they pick Kyrie from Duke. And then they did, because he was, and he was, like, a New Jersey guy, too, so it was great. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I, and I played point guard, like, my whole life, because I'm a short ground guy, so... Uh, you know, I'd as say, long as man. my bas- basketball career lasted, which wasn't too long, I was a point guard. So I just tried to like copy every move that he did, and he became my favorite player like right away. Um, after all that, kind of like, you know, tried to mend my heart after the heartbreak of uh, le- losing LeBron. Yeah, and uh, you know, we the Cavaliers became relevant again, like as he started to get better. You know, they weren't like amazing they were still only winning like 25 30 games but you know people were still talking about them on sports yeah games. he was kind of must, must see yeah. television at the time yeah he was like hitting game winners like you know to clinch the 14th spot in the east or whatever but um then yeah i guess you know the 2016 uh, championship was sort of like the peak for like my basketball watching experience um and then you know sort of after that I've kind of just like given up on the Cavaliers and I'm, you know, hopefully like 10 years down the line <laughs> they get a draft hey, pick or something like that. Colin um, Sexton, the savior, I'm telling you. <laughs> you heard but I, I, I agree with the whole love hate relationship thing with him. Like I, I wish things would have worked out in my favor, not so much his on's favor. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I, you know, I think if LeBron and Kyrie stay together and, you know, there's not an injury in like, what was it? 2018 or something like that or 2017 mm-hmm. no 2018 he was on the Celtics so but you know if, if they stay together I think that slowly because I know Kyrie just wanted a leadership role and yeah. was tired of like because he was used to it for like the first like what five years in Cleveland or something like that yeah um, you know and when you take that away like it's it's hard to give up the spotlight when you're in your in your prime and you know you're young I think it's also exhausting as a teammate of LeBron, you know, because you have all this media scrutiny all the time. Uh, Like LeBron is always expected to get to the finals. He's always expected to, you know, maybe hit 50 wins in the regular season. Um, All these different standards LeBron's held up to. So I think he might have been, I don't know, I don't know personally, but uh, just a theory that he could have been like, you know, weighing on him and be like, okay, I need to be my own person, like you were saying. Yeah, and I I think, I think like if he, if he just waited, you know, LeBron is pretty, pretty old now. And I think, you know, that transition would have happened gradually yeah. and maybe he didn't want something gradual. He kind of wanted, wanted it right away. He yeah. He was ready. And, you know, I guess he wasn't, you know, based on how things turned out in Boston. Um, but, you know, not like not entirely his fault. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, there were probably some like unaccepting young guys on the Celtics that sort of made that hard for Kyrie to take the leadership. There position. were for sure. Yeah. Um, 
you know, I think, like, like they're probably the same age as him. Like, why does he get to lead the team? You know, I can play, I can play at that level yeah. too. Scary Terry, baby. Scary Terry. Jalen Brown was a, I think Jalen Brown had a feud with Kyrie as well. Yeah. yeah I think, I, like I said, that playoff run didn't really do us too many long-term favors. Um, it boosts the egos of the young guys, as Zan said. Um, so yeah, Terry. I, really I would argue play. against that. I think, I think. I would argue against that. Because I think the biggest long-term favor it did was make Jason Tatum into a superstar, and yeah, but in the in the in the in the moment you didn't you were like yeah, but but you said long-term favors, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think 2016 was also the peak of Kyrie love in the NBA in terms of fans. Everyone loved Kyrie in 2016. I mean, Josefa, you can talk about it with the shot, you know, in the finals. I think Josefa gave me uh, one of the you know most Josefa quotes of all time was. Uh, I've never prayed for two things as hard as praying for LeBron's first championship and the current job he has. <laughs> yeah. But talk talk to us a little bit about 2016. Yeah, so I'm a, I'm a LeBron fan, so LeBron's my guy. I started watching basketball in 04, so LeBron just got in the league. But I, was, I just started watching. I think the Spurs was the first team I watched, but then LeBron had the 07 run where I think the most iconic game in that year was like the Detroit – Eastern Conference Finals, Game 5. Yeah, the 25 straight points. Or like, yeah. it. So ever since then, I've been a LeBron fan, and I've just stuck with him. But uh, I think Kyrie, I never really knew much about Kyrie like coming to the league, like 2011. Yeah, I knew, who, I knew he was a top player, but, I mean, they were losing, so I didn't really care too much like what Kyrie was doing. But I think what got Kyrie on his radar was like, his shoes. I know like people, his shoe is like one of the well, most popular like, basketball shoes out there. I think that's what makes him like one of yeah. the really popular players. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, his I actually bought a shoe in uh, 2016, and yeah, it's still to this day my favorite basketball shoe, the Kyrie Twos. It's also a very affordable shoe, so like anyone can really buy it. It's mm-hmm. twenty dollars. It's not like LeBron's is like two hundred yeah. or KD's. So I think that's like got a problem. Obviously, but he hit the game winner, 2016 NBA Finals. So he got a problem for that. But I think going back to him leaving for Cleveland and then, and leaving Cleveland to Boston, I think. He obviously wanted the leadership role. And I think he later admits like the leadership was a little harder than he admitted. Like they had that thing about like he called LeBron or something. But like, yeah. it's actually hard. But I think what ended up happening is like Kyrie went to Boston and he was expected to be like given as a leader. Like LeBron like went into Cleveland, but LeBron had already accomplished mm-hmm. so much. And I guess the young guys in Boston weren't like, well, Kyrie, you've only won one ring, really. And mostly it was LeBron's probably like doing, but I guess he wasn't given that full leadership he wanted. I think Kyrie was responsible for some of it, but I think the media also got in Kyrie's head. Like, why were they asking if they if he <laughs> finds LeBron as a father figure when they're oh, oh my god! Moment where he's like, I gotta get Oh my god! Me and Zal were talking about this. We we're talking about this in Seward like a couple like last week. <laughs> he's like oh, the thing is a reporter like persisted with the question like uh he was like oh i thought you were asking if he was my father i thought i was tripping and then he's and then she continues like so what kind of fatherhood role has he played for this team she should have just stopped That's... when when he gave the hint yeah for sure man that was bad ever like imagine if someone like called like if, your friend. imagine if someone called mom my daddy <laughs> yeah that, that's just, come on <laughs> The report. Uh, obviously, the leadership was an issue when he got to, to Cleveland. But I mean, to the no, but I think LeBron was down for like the transition between like in Cleveland for it's going to be LeBron for a couple of years, and then he transitioned off to Kyrie, yeah, and then they exactly. add like another player in there. But I think what happened was when they tried to trade for Paul George, and Kyrie found out. Yes. Oh yeah, 
I think that's really the, like, it, it was, that was the end. That was like after he found that out. Because he, he was already downhill. He's like, I'm not really interested in being here. But then he's like, oh, you're trying to trade me for Paul George? Yes. Was this the summer of 2016 when this happened? So this is 17. So yeah, summer. He just lost to KD in the yeah. Warriors again. Or, oh, or, okay, okay. No, the first time. They lost for the first time. That but then they were like, all right, we needed re- they needed someone to guard KD because LeBron wasn't going to cut it. Like, let's be honest. LeBron doesn't play defense anymore. <laughs> so yeah, they needed to. Go- they were trying to get Paul George. Paul George was on the market. And then I think they offered – I guess they were technically first offering Kevin Love, which I don't think anyone was going to take Kevin mm. Love or Paul George. Yeah. But, okay. but I guess Kyrie Irving for Paul George would actually be doable. Yeah. yeah. And Kyrie was like, oh, man, I just hit that shot a year ago and you're really going to try to trade me. Like, yeah. I honestly believe that team would have just stuck around. Like Kyrie would have just stuck it out for like a couple more years. I think they would have eventually gotten back and won a championship because I think no way Katie would have stayed more than – well, he obviously didn't stay more than four years. So he would have eventually left. Katie was eventually going to leave. So then, I think he would have joined KD regardless. Though, I think the yeah, I think the argument against that would be like, okay, when KD was ready to leave Golden State, Kyrie would be ready to leave Cleveland, and also I think LeBron was already planning his move to LA after that. Yeah, uh, LeBron was. I think he was like he was like okay. I think the like continuously losing to KD was like okay, I got to go to LA and start my new chapter of my career. But I don't know. It's it would be an interesting question. I mean, I wonder if they would have traded uh, Kyrie for Kawhi Leonard. The Cavs, if they had him mm. after, like, because Kawhi just got traded right after that. Was this, was David Griffin still the GM? Yeah, uh, no, he, yeah, he, no, 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 for the Kyrie one, he just got fired, or I guess let go. Man, that's stupid. They should have kept that him. That was dumb. That was such a good GM. And Gilbert being an idiot. Because David Griffin, yeah. Zen, I'm sorry, your team's got a really bad owner. Terrible franchise. It's a terrible franchise for sure. Let's not talk about bad owners, man. We have one of the worst owners. <laughs> Tillman Fertetta. Yeah. Tillman Fertetta, man. No, my like, God. Tillman I mean, like, wants to be there, like, everywhere for the Rockets. Yeah. Just just stay out of it, man. Come on. You'll also need a change. Mod, you're... Mod, when are you going to get an Adam Silver jersey? <laughs> you brought back the league single-handedly. Do you, you, you hear about MLB going back quite yet? Not so much. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> what do you look for? <laughs> <laughs> The great commissioner. We 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 love Adam Silver on this pod. The mod specifically <laughs> loves Adam Silver. Yeah, yeah, man. He's, he's just he's such a good guy. Just if you support him, support the NBA. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just one last thing on on the NBA note, uh, Zed. Uh, since you're from New Jersey. Uh, what is the split between Knicks and Nets fans? And also, obviously, the Knicks have been kind of a laughing stock for a while. So, yeah, uh, is is that like is, is that what you hear in New Jersey as well? I think it's probably an even split between Nets and Knicks fans. But um, right now, the Knicks fans are really quiet. Um, for oh. sure. <laughs> uh, you don't really hear much there. talk about the Knicks because there really isn't much to talk about. Yeah. Um, I, I think my brother's a Nets fan for sure. He's a huge Nets fan. I tried to get him to be a Cavs fan, but I, I really can't blame him for not wanting to be. Um, yeah, man. I can't. I don't even want to be anymore. I think um, <laughs> that's my decision on this podcast. This is my official decision. I'm taking. My <laughs> You're <talents>. leaving. <laughs> to, uh, breaking news: <laughs> Zan's leaving. But I, I mean, yeah, I, I think I want to root for for Brooklyn. Um, also, like. Because obviously I'm not the, the Cavs aren't making the playoffs anytime soon. Yeah. It's just tough because I really don't want to root for KD, but I, I really want to see Kyrie do well, uh, despite all the ups and downs. Uh, yeah. Um, 
But I, but I think, I think what's more important for for me in rooting in basketball is like LeBron just getting to six championships, so that people will stop saying that the, the three the three six argument is kind of getting old. And yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna end kind of on that note with the with the Jordan versus LeBron thing. Uh, I know we were texting about this the the other night, yeah. uh, and I know Zon's super passionate about this. This one, you guys watched the documentary, everyone or not? I did yeah. not, but y'all can talk about it freely. I, I will get to it. Zeva, did you watch it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. I, the documentary is really well made. I'll give it, I'll give them that. Yeah, well, the documentary is well made, but it's it's. I think my take on it's kind of hasn't seen it. It's in the eyes of someone, like you know. It's made through. It's so yeah. Okay, yeah, I agree with you, Maha. I think it's in the eyes of someone who feels threatened. It's like you know how history is written by the victors, kind of thing. Uh, Yeah, get in there. Yeah, that's deep. (laughs) It technically is true. It's it's you know you can paint a picture of however you want to paint someone's career after the fact, right? So. 100 percent but I, I think to that degree lebron's documentary is going to be as you know yeah. kind of biased towards lebron's career like they're gonna hammer in hard the fact that katie joined the warriors and made like you know the greatest team of all time wasn't there a report that he said to release the documentary after he won after, LeBron yeah, won after the 2016 2016? i mean if yeah. that is an indicator that he felt somewhat threatened then i mean it's Sometimes it's preposterous to say that Michael Jordan would even feel threatened, but he he has an ego. So I think when we, this is the documentary show. The documentary shows it so well. Yeah. <laughs> if we're debating the player, I think we all know who's the better like player, like a basketball player, not like who's the greatest of all time. I LeBron. Think LeBron. LeBron is the better basketball player, but yeah, also LeBron's sure. accomplishments yeah. don't add up to what Michael Jordan accomplished. And I know people yeah. make the argument, well, the six championships, and then they also make the same argument around the fact that. Well, during Michael Jordan, no one else won. Like Charles Barkley never won a championship. Uh, John Stockton never won. Karl Malone never won. All those this, uh, Gary Payton never won. Hakeem only won after. Yeah, Hakeem only won after he retired. And I get yes, Le- during LeBron. Hey man, let's, let's chill out with that sentiment. All right, with Hakeem, ninety-five Jordan came back and he couldn't get it done. Well, he he only played like. They did shut it, but I guess during LeBron's time, the other guys did win. Like Curry won three, KD won two. And, like, I, I get that. That's important because I guess he, mm. to be the greatest. But I think LeBron's an uh, overall basketball player, though, by hands down. You, I don't even debate that. I think part of the argument in favor of that, and I, I do agree with uh, what you just said, Josefa, is uh, the longevity of, of LeBron's career. He's literally performing as the best player in the NBA in what is this year 18 17 17 something crazy like that yeah and like yes jordan uh you can make the argument he played four years in north carolina but if even if he played those four years in north carolina nba he wouldn't have been you know ready or been jordan at that point right he grew a lot in north carolina lebron straight up had this responsibility straight up a high school did not go to college straight in the nba um you know changed the Cavs franchise forever uh, and still is doing it at the highest of levels. This is might be one of the Lebr- best LeBron seasons we've seen. You know, well, I think one of yeah. the, in terms of. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. I said in terms of all around game. Yeah. So I think one of the first things, like so, LeBron, he led the Cavs. I know he got swept. I know, and some people will hold that against him. But in 2007, he was 22. So Imagine you're a 22 year old. 
and you like if you ever watch these replays of these games, they're, they're on TV these days because there's nothing else on. But like, and I've watched a couple, but you see how bad that yeah. Cavaliers team was. It's, it was terrible. Daniel Gibson, like what? Like that's his second option. Hey, shout out Drew Gooden. I was I was watching that. <laughs> the Drew Nizelgaskis. Yeah. Hey, let, let's let's shout out Mo Williams, a fellow Jackson, Mississippi native. Yeah. Well, hey, I have his basketball card in my room right now. LeBron was also going up against <laughs> Timmy and Manu and Tony. So like, yeah, prime, yeah, like the best coach, best one of the Spurs yeah. That's an all-time great team. I don't know how you hold that against someone. I think to play devil's advocate for LeBron's longevity of his career, it's like I guess Jordan probably didn't have the same access to resources that LeBron has now, though. You know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's that, that's, but even, that's also but true. Even, even even if like LeBron was in that era without the you know training and nutrition that they have now, like he would still physically dominate that, <laughs> that league, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Because like he was doing that stuff in high school, like he was ready to play NBA basketball based on clips from when he was like 16, 17 years old, and like. I'm, I doubt that a poor guy living in Akron, Ohio, had yeah. access to the top trainers, but he was still like a man amongst children my whole yeah my whole debate is like or my whole i have an annoyance with like kids born in 2005 and six on instagram (laughs) who the goat is i just don't think you can do that and i I think that's fair because if you if you i think there's value in watching someone play in that area live you can't just watch reruns that have a a fast forward skip on youtube option like you just can't Mm -hmm. because you can pick and choose what you want to watch you you can be like oh i don't want to watch the first quarter i'll just watch the fourth quarter so I, I think there's really no credibility when you make that argument. He is – I think the, the more appropriate statement would be – and then I've made this statement many times is, okay, LeBron's the greatest player I've ever seen in my generation. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's, that's how I yeah, see Yeah, I think that's a noble take for sure. I think we, none of us have seen Michael Jordan. I mean, I didn't start watching basketball in 04. And I'm, yeah, I haven't. I, I haven't seen him. Yeah. So I can't comment. Started back watching basketball in this like podcast right now. But yeah. – so I never saw Jordan – but I mean, LeBron is the greatest basketball player I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, yeah, I think and that's the correct, it's that, really no debate. That's the correct take to do. Uh, just uh, you guys' opinions. A lot of like these old heads always say that uh, you know Michael Jordan is the greatest, not even close. Do you think that stems from like them feeling threatened that this era of basketball players might be better than their era, or what is it? Just they just saw Jordan dominate the game like no other. Which I give credit to Jordan in this regard. Like he's definitely the more accomplished basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, he just dominated his era uh, single handedly. Not single handedly. He had a lot of help too. We can get into that a little <laughs> bit too. But uh, yeah. Man, that re- what do you think that reason is for that? Of all time, <laughs> he dominated tens for a year. Yeah, yeah. Ma, what do you think about that? I want to know what you think. Me? Uh, yeah. Like yeah. like someone like Charles Barkley comes on and is like, Nah, man, I don't even put LeBron in my top five. You know, something like that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think, yeah, for, for Charles Barkley, he's definitely biased because he was playing against Jordan. That's that's all he knew. He never played against LeBron. He wants to justify his loss. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I think, in theory, as time advances, players have to get better. Like, you know, I, I think the NBA now, in terms of difficulty, is probably more difficult on average than uh, probably – 15, 20 years ago. I, I, I think yeah. fair to say. I think it's definitely fair because you can't make the NBA nowadays if you can't hit a jumper. Back yeah. in the day, you could make the NBA and never even shoot a jump shot in your life. Uh, <laughs> ben Simmons made the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> but shout, shout out Ben Simmons. Out I've ever seen. So he's, and he's one of the best finishers at the rim. 
So the yeah. man is also cash in pregame. If you ever watch him pregame, he makes uh, so many threes. Uh, yeah, me, Mahan, and Zayf actually watched him uh, shoot free throws pregame. He was he was making. <laughs> We're trying to go talk to him. And it, it I mean, obviously yeah. he's not in the game. He can't do it. But but yeah. So, yeah. Also, back then, guys. Sorry. Yeah. Go I ahead, feel like go back ahead, then, ahead. like guys who didn't, didn't who didn't make jumpers, like they didn't care if they didn't make jumpers. You know, like nowadays, like if you come into the league and you only have your post game, like Joel Embiid, Ben Simmons, these guys. You know, they and in Giannis even. Like they know that they can't like that doesn't cut it, and that's why they mm-hmm. spend the entire off season just working on their mid range like jumper. That's that's all they do. Exactly. Yeah, so, I think that speaks like, to the like necessity. Yeah, God, sorry. Yeah, yeah, that's all I have to say. I think where it gets dangerous, or I think where you know this kind of debate comes up, or it can be stopped, is everyone's. Uh, from the next era is always looking for the guy, the guy of the previous era. So everyone's looking for the next Michael Jordan. Now everyone's going to start looking for the next LeBron James. But in that way, you never appreciate what you know the guy is doing in his era. Yeah. So LeBron ha- needs to be respected for what he did in his own era. He's not going to be the next Michael Jordan. Like Obviously, Michael Jordan is a unique guy himself, right? And LeBron James, similarly, is going to be a very unique player in, it, in its own regard. Uh, yeah. So that's where like comparisons get kind of you know murky. I would say. Yeah, yeah, I think that's a really really good way to look at it, especially like with like you said those those kids who were born in like '05 who sort of just like go based on what their dad said about like Jordan being the best. You kind of, and it's and it's not even like they're respectfully comparing the two. You know, it's kind of like oh Jordan's the best and LeBron's not even close. Well, like really now, like he yeah. Imagine like imagine living in Jordan's era and spending the entire time shitting on Jordan. Sorry if I'm, I don't, I'm not sure if I'm on. No, you can't, you can't go. <laughs> and, 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 you know, just trashing Jordan the entire time, you know, saying, you know, Wilt was the best. Russell was the best, you know? Uh, and then you just miss out on like actually appreciating what he's doing right in front of exactly. you. That's what exactly. these kids are doing with LeBron right now. And even some of the older guys are doing with LeBron and it's kind of a shame, you know, because, you know, looking back 20 years from now and they actually see like sort of how the whole career spanned out, you know, how it, maybe how it ends up finishing is like some of the best basketball like anyone's ever seen. And they kind of just wasted that opportunity. I think something I've seen since the documentary came was like all these people, everyone was like, oh, Jordan's a go. Even there's like, I guess what is I was saying, people who are like 18 to like, I guess just 18 and younger. And obviously, yeah, you're you're caught up in the hysteria of the documentary at the moment. But I yes. feel like 20 years from now, when we see the LeBron documentary, you're kind of that hysteria. We're gonna, we're gonna be caught up in that hysteria again. We're like, oh, LeBron is the go. Yeah. So, I think oh, for us, LeBron's always going to be the goat because we lived in this era and we saw him play. And also, shout out for LeBron to saving his reputation, man. His after he left for Miami, no one in the world liked him, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was bad. And now he's one of the most loved athletes in the world again. So like, you know, you're not going to see Kevin Durant go back to Oklahoma City and bring them a championship, like exactly. Ever. Man doesn't even want to go back to DC <laughs> and to back to his hometown. I think real quick, hey, he's a, a weird one. Hey, KD, if you listen to this, no hate against you, man. I know, yes. I know, you've been listening to low key stuff and uh, throwing shots, but uh, hey, KD, come on, on the account, pod, please. You got the drop on your Instagram comment. He's a burner We'd love to. We'd, second best player of our generation. KD, we'd love to have you on this podcast. You say, wait, you saying KD is better than the second best Not of our generation? Best player of our generation. Not Kobe. I think Kobe's Tim part Duncan. Of generation. I think Tim Duncan. Kobe, man. Tim Duncan actually our generation. I guess they go probably are. Yeah, I, I watched them growing up. I say Tim Duncan, dude. More than Kobe. Oh man, KD. I would I would say Kobe Bryant. 
Yeah, we had this heated debate uh, of Kobe versus uh, Tim Duncan. I think this was a couple weeks before Kobe passed away. Yeah, yeah this was December. And it was, it was a pretty heated debate. And obviously, I think it's very 50-50, that debate in itself. I think I, you uh, could go either way, maybe. I was actually thinking... You could definitely go either way. I was actually thinking Curry, though. Uh, I think... Like, oh, Curry. Curry's the most fun player I've watched. Curry. No, I like Curry better than KD. I think... If you had just one single game, I'd rather have KD on my team. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had one single yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I season, would, too. If I had a whole season, I'm taking Stephen Curry. Zen, Zen, you, Zen texted me this interesting point. Uh, he was like, in terms of who had the most impact on the game in this LeBron versus uh, Michael Jordan debate, he said Jordan, right? So, and similarly, if you apply this to Steph Curry, this man might have had the most impact on the game of in our generation. Yeah. LeBron, I mean, yeah. if you think about it, people pull up from three literally at in any park in the U.S. and say Curry. You know, <laughs> yeah. uh, he literally revolutionized the three-pointer. He revolutionized how basketball wants to be played by the younger kids yeah. now. Uh, and it's, it's 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 incredible. Like, obviously, I'm a big Rockets fan, and he's given me so much pain over the years. Um, <laughs> yeah. But you know you have to give him the credit, and he's. He, I've personally witnessed in the stadium one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The the one where he crossed over PJ Tucker, hand in his face, and sent us home. I just think Curry's uh, more relatable. He is pretty. Rel- and also, I love Curry. Hundred percent skill. It's like any one of us. If we actually got good enough, we could get there. Also, his like career progression has yeah. been kind of logarithmic, where it's like, yeah. A, I mean, he had the injuries, slow start kind of thing, and then. He had a he had a really good rookie year though. Davidson, and then he. I think Curry best player in the NBA for a couple of years. That's crazy. Yeah, Curry not only changed. Curry's kind of freaky, man. I don't know, man. Him and I should, are, you know. <laughs> well, I mean, we'll, 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 we'll leave that alone. I want to really you guys. Get me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's. He posted some some weird photos. <laughs> Curry, uh, to me, not only changed the NBA, but I think he changed the way we play pickup basketball. Like I, oh, sure. I, I used to be like mid range, and then now I'm like I just want to shoot threes. Like <laughs> that's crazy to even think about. Everyone wants to shoot threes, not not just NBA players. Yeah, not so that, that just playing pickup. <laughs> I wish I could. I, I I've gotten better. I really have. I've gotten better. Um, but you know, I'll I'll be in the lab soon. I'll show everyone. So, Maud, are you free for the month of June now, or what is it? Yeah, I think I have a like virtual orientation at the end of June, and then I'm supposed to start on June the 29th, but we'll see if, like, it actually happens, or if there's, like, a second break of COVID, or who knows where life's going to go. What about you, Zen? Have they announced anything about going back to school? Uh, yeah, they've, they've said that fall is going to be in person with, like, hybrid format, where, like, the big lectures are going to be online, but but everything else is going to be in person. And I, and, I, gotcha. and I don't really know if I believe that uh, entirely, mainly because, you know, New York City is probably going to have, you know, the worst second wave. Um, yeah. Uh, and I think it's just a grab for, like, deposit money and, like, avoiding deferrals from, like, current students. You know, if they say gotcha. it's online, no, one, no one's going to go to $60,000 school. They're going to go to community college yeah. for a year, you know, uh, mm-hmm. out there, uh, which is probably, like, the smart thing to do. But, um you know, I'm fingers crossed that it, you know, it stays, stays the way that they're saying it is. Um, it's my last semester. So I, I definitely don't want to spend, you know, my entire senior year at, at home. So yeah, hundred percent. My sister was saying, uh, she's like a friend going to Duke and what they're actually doing, they're starting like a week earlier and they're ending okay. at Thanksgiving break and it's going to go yeah. nonstop, no fall break. And you can't leave Durham in that time. 
Oh my god, that sucks. Wait, what? Yeah, really? he had to stay in the city. In the city. That's awful. Yeah, I don't know. How are they gonna monitor that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess <you> <laughs> ankle monitors on people. <laughs> House arrest. <laughs> That's awful. I heard UT Austin did the same thing in terms of finishing on Thanksgiving. Really? But I did. This is the first time I'm hearing of somebody, you know, being restricted to one area. It makes sense. I mean, if you're trying yeah. to limit the spread of the virus, but. Uh... Just do it online at that point, man. Yeah, I, I bet UAB is gonna try to be in person, but I don't know. It's gonna. Yeah, I don't know. It depends on the second wave. I think a lot. Yeah. And you got you guys have any plans for the rest of the summer, or just playing it as the news tells you guys? I mean, I feel like I'm fine going out in public, so I'm gonna try to enjoy as much as I can, uh, as long as I you know be socially distant and you know practice good measures. Yeah. So. I'm gonna try to make the most of my free month. Hey man, if you if you wanna come to the sip or anything, yeah, let us know. Yeah, so, is it actually off this week? So we'll see. I am off this week actually. You yeah, come through. Yeah, come through. We could. Zan, what about you? Any plans? Um, yeah, I'm just doing like everything from home, like the research, and I had an internship, and I'm just doing that. Like I was gonna do that from home anyways because my advisor yeah. was in like he he moved to Houston. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I, we were planning on doing it remotely anyways, and they were like, oh, it's remote. And we were like, okay, who cares? <laughs> and But um, but like in terms of going out with friends and stuff, I think like slowly um, I'm starting to ease back into it. I think I think this summer is looking pretty normal um, in terms of like where I live right now. Um, yeah. People are starting to go back out like and still being, um, you know, thoughtful of everything. That's good. So. That's good. At least my friends are, you know, the people I interact with. So it should be a, a relatively normal summer. Awesome, awesome. And one last thing we finish off on Zen is uh, we do a little song of the day. Uh, do you have any particular song you've been listening to or that's kind of piqued your interest in recent times that you'd like to share? And then we're going to play a little clip of it to end. Oof, uh, this is a lot of pressure. Let me, let me see. <laughs> yeah, we should. Let's see. Uh, I should have let you know before. Yeah, I should have picked one. Yeah. <laughs> we got to start letting our guests know beforehand. Yeah, we do. All right. Take your time. You know what's the yeah, song that I've been kind of cut this. Uh... What song have you been digging? <laughs> well, uh, Zan, you're still going to say your song after this. Just making that very clear. <laughs> I've been digging yeah. that t- t- TikTok song, uh, Young Shah Rukh by Tasher. <laughs> Oh my god. What man. is that? I don't even know what that dude, is. Dude, after the podcast of bass. <laughs> I know I know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I've been in a new Drake Drake uh Chicago style's pretty good. Yeah, Chicago style's really good and then D4L fire. Right, yeah. you got something All right, I think I got, I think I got one. Okay. Well, let's hear it. Well, it's not on Spotify, but but it's uh it's the it's the song um Saturday by Childish Gambino. I think, okay. I think that's Wait, a good one. That, can I find this on YouTube? Yeah, yeah. It's um okay. it's from that movie that he made like last year. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, I, I gotcha, think that's, gotcha. a, that's a nice one. Nice summer vibe. Perfect, perfect. All right, Zan, thank you so much for coming on, man. This is awesome. Thanks, Zan, that was fun, man. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Welcome anytime again. Yeah. Yeah, good luck with everything, man. Inshallah, everything Inshallah. everything works out. Take Inshallah, care. we'll see you soon. Inshallah, bro. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum. And here's Saturday by Childish Gambino.